This is TDPS. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And Eric and I aren't just podcasters. And bitches. That's right. We're also authors. And you can buy all of our books at www.thedinnerpartyshow.com or tdps.tv and wherever ebooks are sold. At thedinnerpartyshow.com or tdps.tv, you can check out my Right Murder mystery series. Or sample my Burning Girl thrillers. The best part is, the more you buy our books, the less likely we'll end up filling the spot with an annoying ad for a napkin that counts your calories. The TDPS Network, alienating potential advertisers one promo at a time. Hi, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Zogwin. And you're listening to TDPS Presents Christopher. And Eric. And I don't know why we're talking like are this. over it, apparently. I don't know. Christopher you, is like... You gave us cookies. You gave out mini chessmen. And I don't think you should have sugar before a podcast, because then you start to tilt you being anyone. Christopher has really strong principles I have about strong having feelings. sugar, because he's usually, by this point in the recording process, eaten... 2.5 pounds of M&M's. <laughs> Not today. ricocheting off the wall like somebody fired a bullet inside of a metal, a round metal room. You talk about me like I'm a rambunctious nine-year-old, Eric Shaw Quinn. And yet here That's I am. That's a pretty good description. Here I am, 43 years old. 114 years old. And publishing four novels next year, which is a seamless transition into our opening topic. And what is our opening topic, Eric Shaw Quinn? What are we talking about first today so we can get it out of the way and celebrate our 100th episode? I was going to say, I'm... I, Really happy about you publishing four books, but the big news today is this is our 100th episode. 100th Congratulations. Episode. Congratulations to you too, Eric. If you add that to the dinner party show, it's our 264th episode. Yes. And if you don't know what we're talking about when we talk about the dinner party show, it is our what other. What's wrong with you? It is our other podcast, and it's available at thedinnerpartyshow.com and on podcast platforms anywhere. It was a comedy variety show, including celebrity it interviews. Still is, and we streamed it live over the internet. So what you're listening to is a live show when you listen to the podcast for that. But we're not counting that towards we're this. Recording all of those shows live. Let me tell you, that we're was not a lot counting that this. towards this total. No, this, this is a hundred just... episodes of Christopher and Eric. I cannot believe that. And most of them were recorded remotely during the worst of the pandemic here in the United Is States. Is that still true? I think so. I think so. We recorded for a year remotely. Yeah, and we just recorded for a little while before we were remote. We had only so, put yeah. out like 12 episodes before we had to, you know, go to our house and never leave. Yeah, so it was it was great to be. We do, I feel but like a year we'd... would only be 52 episodes. Yeah, I don't know. So if it's 100 episodes, like, I guess it could still slightly be in the different... I don't know. Excellent. I have no idea. We'll get Brandon to at the break to figure out if we've actually done more in remote or in the, the studio. Yeah, we just had because some... Because neither of us actually can do math. We just had some commentary from Brandon. He said, you know, we record multiple episodes in a day and we break for lunch. <laughs> Shut up and do your show. I've got places to be. <laughs> He's got to go... <laughs> My wife's got friends coming over later. Um, no, he said that after lunch, your voice, your volume is twice what it is before lunch. Or is that what he said? Or decibel? It was in decibels, but I don't know how decibels work. But I'm it's the a, same thing. It's yeah. too loud. Okay, so the, loud. the moral of the story is, shut up, Eric Shaw Quinn, I'm talking. <laughs> it's laughter lunch, and I've got shit to say. 
Um, so, Eric, what would you like to know about my forthcoming novel, Decimate? Which well, will... <laughs> congratulations on having four books coming out next yeah. year. That's pretty great. Totally. Um, we'll talk about how many books I have coming out next year mm-hmm. next week. Um, when there are the pre-order links the up. <laughs> yes, when I have pre-order links, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But there's also a bunch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Decimate will be out when? May. May of, of uh, 2022. And you can order it now? The pre-order link is live and up on Amazon. We recently did a uh, cover reveal with some of my favorite bookstagrammers. And those are Dennis at Scared Straight Reads, Chandra at Where the Reader Grows, uh, Dusty Drochet, Gare Indeed Reads, His Reading Nook, a lot of reading with this crew, Jess's Library, and that's spelled out Jess I esque because you can't have an apostrophe in a screen name. Read with Jamie and Suspense Thrill. These are all some of my favorite books to grammars. You should go follow them immediately. Eric's novels. And Eric's <laughs> novels over here at the dinner party show. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, so, you did the, that was where you did the reveal party. Yes. Absolutely. And then we were talking about the sales link. You got all caught up in your friends and your Insta bookstagrammers and yeah. forgot that we were talking about the sales link being posted. Yes, we're- on Amazon. On Amazon, and it'll be on, um, we'll post it again on the Facebook page. But this is an Amazon publishing title, so the pre orders are going to be through Amazon.com. So people can order now and they'll get yes. their books. Absolutely. It will be available in hardcover. They can pre order a hardcover. Wow. Yes. Oh, that'll absolutely. be popular. Everybody's always asking about always. that. Always. Good for Amazon for finally doing that. Yeah, they're doing more and more hardcovers these days. So, yeah. Um, you're not going to find it at Barnes and Noble. That's just the fact of the matter. They don't carry most Amazon titles. So, I know some people like to go there. This is an Amazon publishing book. So, it is. It is. I'm on delighted their site. to know there's still Barnes and Noble. Yes, there is still Barnes and Noble. They're and coming. will any of the independents be carrying it or no? That's it's up just... to them. It's very unlikely. Sometimes, if you That's if you like an independent and you go in and you ask them to order it for you, they can. There, Amazon books are distributed through Ingram the way most other hardcovers are. But people who don't want to work with Amazon will not tell you the true story about that. They'll say, oh, I, they'll assume you're talking about a create space indie published title that doesn't have a return option oh, yeah. on it. And that's not the case with Amazon publishing titles. They can be returned by booksellers. In fact, they have really good return policies because they are anticipating the fact that booksellers don't want to work with them. Well, I hope that will be that they'll do that. That will become less and less the case. That yeah. that more. Um, at least independent booksellers. I'm, and I also would hope that Barnes and Noble could, you know, wake up and smell the publishing because. Well, you know, Barnes and Noble will order runs of their most successful books. I mean, Mark Sullivan wrote a novel, um, the name I'm blanking on, it was a World War II historical novel for Amazon that was a huge hit. And I saw it regularly stocked at the Barnes and Noble in Good. Studio City. Good. So it like certain books get their attention. Walmart has started ordering some copies of them you know like yeah, whatever why wouldn't you yeah but it's it's a it really if you if you want to get the book if you want to pre-order the book right away amazon is your best yeah bet. oh yeah amazon. pre-ordering is always the best way to go is amazon yeah totally it's a scary book you've read it you read a you read a draft before i got notes from you yeah you got so, your feedback so we'll be, so i don't know exactly how the book goes but yeah at the time it was really it was i it was scary but it was also a really fascinating 
idea. Like I loved the idea of it Mm -hmm. and the way that it manifested in the story. And it's not immediately clear what the idea of it is. In fact, it's almost the end of the book, or it used to be, Mm -hmm. before you really get a sense of what the idea behind the book is. But it is this phenomenon Mm -hmm. that is... And the the nature of that is what was it was very intriguing to me. I Thank thought, you. Wow, that is really well. You know, I think the short pitch, and and I'll give it short so that we can get on with our hundredth episode is you the know, easy pitch. The the Yetsi pitch. Yetsi pitch. Yetsi pitch. Uh, you know, I wanted. I've, it's a supernatural thriller. I wrote a supernatural thriller called The Heavens Rise years ago that was about mind control. I wrote a series of books, or currently a trilogy of books, about superpowers. This is my attempt to write a thrilling, entertaining story about telekinesis, which is the ability to move objects with your mind. That's a really which rud- is rudimentary. Really, but that's yeah. not really. That's, that's the surface. Just yeah. a little fragment of what mm-hmm. the, the idea is. The idea, like how you get there to the place where you're dealing with that's telekinesis, right. yeah. is what's so like. Wow. And the way that it manifests in in this plane is really yeah, it's something. Cool. It was something. It's quite um it's quite a book. And uh I enjoyed reading it and uh I guess I can read it again now that you've changed it all so that I have a completely different experience from before. It's as dramatically changed as some of the other stuff is after I get feedback from you and from others. I think there was some deepening of just certain things, some more extensive. Uh, Isn't that funny? My yeah. reaction to the book changes into something that I wouldn't recognize. I know, right? Absolutely. <laughs> like, I didn't do exactly what you said. I did a version of what you said. Uh, I well, did a, a third thing. Oh, good. I forgot to turn my... Um, uh, oh, that's our. That's Brandon texting me from the control booth. We have a tally to an earlier question oh, that we asked. cool. We did 64 episodes remotely. And we have done 36 episodes in our studio. So like half and half. Oh, so yeah, it'll be at four episodes a month. That's not half and half. What was I saying? We've done half in the studio. Uh, of, this is math. I don't do math on the podcast. <laughs> now someone's shouting numbers in my ear from the booth, which is making math harder. I'm going on Wikipedia. What did you call it last episode? Wikipedia? Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah, thir- 64% of our, our uh, episodes have yeah. been recorded um, at uh, remotely, and 36% I ca- I can't. Uh, have been recorded. But um, 36 is about half of 64 so yeah by the time we've done that again which will take us uh 36 divided by four is nine i don't know this is like a stress dream this is just <laughs> I, like, let's do a lot of math it's like every coronavirus article starts out as important information followed by long strings of numbers and percentages and case counts I can barely make sense of and lose all perspective on. So I've, um, I've, I've, I'm sensing that it's eight months. <laughs> because what? Brandon is saying that into my headphones. <laughs> the best part about the podcast is nobody can hear what Brandon is saying into our ears. It's like television. And he doesn't actually say a lot because he leaves us alone and we're not even sure he's actually listening to us a lot. Yeah, totally. He's been doing this the whole 264 episodes. So congratulations, Bri- Brandon. Brandon Griffith. We love Brandon Griffith. This show would never have happened if never. we had not met Brandon. It would never have happened, even if he 
is listening to other podcasts while he records ours. <laughs> Which is which is really fine with us. We are too. <laughs> we are too. We're totally <laughs> bored with us. Okay, so I think the nice segue from a discussion of decimate into our Facebook party people responses is to talk for the first time about the fact that we have had a complaint about a podcast ghost. We have um, a complaint. We Beth Murphy Saluka was listening to a recent episode of our podcast alone in her home on Sunday morning and before anything else on the before she heard anything else she heard somebody say hello and apparently it wasn't one of us and apparently I don't know if it was Brandon maybe it was and she didn't recognize him but there was a disembodied voice on our podcast have we gone back and listened to the episode? No, that would answer there? the question too easily. And it would find, oh, that was just Eric trying to get more tea out of the pot. Hello, is there any tea in this thing? <laughs> so I want to I want to prolong the mystery, but um, I think well, Beth should t- remind us. I think it us, more like a haunted iPod or something than, or they still house. make iPods? Um, no, they're, they're, iP- they're iPads and iPhones now. The iPod is over. Yeah. Yeah. I, whatever. Whatever you listen to, you, um, that seems to be more likely to be haunted than than um, the podcast because everybody would have heard it if. Well, I think the question is, Beth, we need you to come back on the Facebook page. We need you to identify which episode, and we need to know if anybody else heard the Phantom Hello. Phantom Hello should be the hashtag on all your comments. Phantom Hello. Hashtag yes. Phantom Hello. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see because that's really interesting. Like when I was. Young and dinosaurs ruled the earth. There was a song called, um, oh God, what song was it? Um, was it Roller Coaster? I think it was Roller Coaster of Love. Mm-hmm. Um, that they say if you listen to it, you can hear the sound of somebody being murdered in the next room on the recording. There's <laughs> a scream of true. somebody dying in the. Yeah. I, like they say, they also say if you play the Beatles' White Album backwards, it says, you know, love Satan or whatever. Yeah, or Paul um, is dead or something. Yeah. yeah, Paul is dead. That was Paul it. Paul is dead. Paul yeah. is dead, yeah. Something like that, um, which also is probably not true. Um, and how do you play things backwards anyway? Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. Um, but um, it did, you know, so I don't know that it was true, but you can hear a sound. If you listen to it, there is a point in which have you seen you can actually hear a sound. Like I think it's just the noise of the song itself, but have it you could s- be a woman being murdered in the the studio next door, and nobody <laughs> noticed at the <laughs> this, time. This is a terrible story. I'm not making I'm not making light of it because there was no fucking murder. Like okay, so there wasn't. Have you seen the ghost child and three men and a baby? This is on the internet. It's almost, it's like an optical illusion, but the camera pans the room really quickly. Right. And you see what looks like a little boy standing in the corner. And of course, there's a story that the New York apartment where they were filming, right. a boy was killed or he was shotgunned by his father or something like he that. He was wallpapered into the, <laughs> the room by some really careless contractors. He or, just wouldn't fucking move out of their way. Yeah. So they decided and they had to wallpaper. They were on him. a schedule. And, yeah. Yes, we decided. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to take away from Wallpaper Boy. I'm Christopher Rice, and I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Do you have a question or comment about this podcast? Then come share it with us on our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash/the Dinner Party Show. No spaces, and we'll do our best 
to answer it on the show. Just watch out for our aggrieved manservant, Shea Butters. He moderates the page, and he's been known to talk smack about the two of us. Most of what he says about you is true, though. We can discuss this later. That's right, at facebook.com slash thedinnerpartyshow. No, I meant in the car. Hi, I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and I'd like to take a moment to congratulate my co-host and producing partner, Christopher Rice. He's got not one, but four new books coming out in 2022. But today, I'd like to tell you about one in particular, a standalone thriller called Decimate. It's the terrifying story of what happens to our kitchen here at the studio Um, when I ask Christopher to make the tea. Yeah, no. When I said improvise the promo, I didn't say you could make shit up. I am not making this up. Look at that kitchen. Okay. Hi, party people. Decimate is actually a thriller about telekinesis and near-death experiences. The page-turning tale of a woman who becomes convinced her brother is being held hostage by a supernatural force following his death in a fiery plane crash. It has nothing to do with tea or our kitchen, and you can pre-order it on Amazon now. And while it is spine-tingling and terrifying, it is nothing compared to what I'm going to have to order off of Amazon to clean up that kitchen. Will you shut up about tea and our kitchen? Oh, I never shut up about tea. Okay, so enough about ghosts. Let's get back to our... Well, not really, because we wanted to be... um, What is it? I covered that already. Phantom hello. Hashtag phantom hello. Hashtag phantom hello. So if you've heard the phantom hello, post on Facebook and... Um, we need to know the episode number so that we can go listen to it yes. and see if we yes, hear the Beth, thing. Yes, Beth. Beth Murphy Saluga, come back and tell us which episode number it was. And to her credit, she said it at the time the episode went up, and I, I've forgotten, so I can go back and find out what the episode Oh, is. so that wasn't her, because I was getting ready to give no. her shit for not saying how no, she was including us in her... Uh, well, no, this was her response. She says, I'm not going to listen at 6 a.m. anymore because I really do not want to hear your podcast ghost say hello again. Frightened face, frightened face, frightened face emoji three times in a row. Yeah, no. Okay, so, but that's how she's including us in a, not at 6 a.m. She wants information about the ghost is what she's saying. And we're going to get it for her. We're going to find out what happened. We're going to fucking well find out who that ghost is. So we asked people, the question I believe was, how do you include the podcast in your lives? When and where do you listen? Do you save up episodes or listen to them one at a time as they're released? Do you listen while you drive or shower or cook? Paint us a picture of how you enter our theater of the mind. <laughs> you like us on the train? Do you like <laughs> us on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Um, So Natalie Gutermason, whose name I I think I always say I mispronounce it, and then you say you're not. She says you're not mispronouncing it as much as you think you are, but you're sort of mispronouncing it. The Christopher and Eric podcast is the highlight of my Sunday. I had recently moved Uh to Iceland when the podcast launched. And I was, what is your uh uh-oh about? She's only saying nice things. No, I know. But I was like, oh, I hope that there are higher points to your Sunday than than (laughs) us. But recently moved to Iceland. It was like, oh, okay. I can see how that would be. That's really great branding to say that we can't be the high point of somebody's Sunday. You know, most people don't do anything on Sunday. So that's probably why we rank really high. Because they're not going outside much. Yeah, no, I'm not saying we're a bad thing. I'm just saying I hope that Natalie's life is full and rich and there's lots of good things (laughs) in it. Okay, I had recently moved to Iceland when the podcast launched, and I was so excited because I really missed the dinner party show. 
With the oh. new podcast, I could listen to it every morning, first thing in the morning when I woke up. There's nothing like listening to True Crime TV Club in my headphones while my toddler watches Peppa Pig on TV. Yeah, now there, I can see where that would be, uh-huh. be a high point. Now that I'm back in Canada, I still listen to it every Sunday morning, even though the podcast is banned in Canada, and neither one of you... No, I'm sorry, I started making that <laughs> up. But somehow it just feels less early because I'm in mountain time instead of GMT time. That's Greenwich Mean Time. Did you know that, Eric, that that's what GMT stands for? I thought it was a health food store. <laughs> I love the podcast and recommend it to everyone I know. Thank you for bringing fun, entertaining, sometimes insightful. Case, except when Eric's often. talking. Except when Eric has got conclusions, because those, wow. And otherwise, downright ridiculous conversation to my me. world each week. Cheers to 100 episodes and to many hundred more. Thank you, Natalie. What a lovely comment. Yes, and I can certainly, yes, switching from six months of darkness to Greenwich yeah. Mean uh, to Canadian time. Seems like it would be, uh, yes, a real transition. Oh, and wait, look, Beth Murphy Saluga also had a comment, uh, separate from the ghost comment. I listen as I am cleaning my house and when no one is home so I can listen to it with the volume up. So she did take part in our 100th celebration. Right, or naked. Yeah. (laughs) Brad Shreve says, I listen while I'm walking. Thanks to you two, I walk longer than I used to because I'm trying to escape the sounds of your voices before... No, I'm sorry. He just said that. (laughs) Than I used to because I like to hear an entire episode at once. People in the neighborhood probably think I'm crazy as I laugh and giggle while cruising up the sidewalk. I love that image. Thank you, Brad. Uh, Brad has a podcast of his own. Um, I think it's called Queer Writers of Crime. If I've gotten it wrong, I'm an asshole. I was a guest on it. At one point, we will post my episode on the Facebook page to make up for the fact that I might have just gotten the name wrong. But it's an interview podcast with uh, LGBT authors. So this is all about Christopher. LGBT authors. LGBT. I'm just going to keep saying LGBT authors until people forget I made it about me again. (laughs) Christopher once, while I was standing 15 feet from him, was asked who his favorite gay authors were. (laughs) And I wasn't on the list. We were were new to each other. We were new friends. And you didn't say anything, but we went out to dinner with some jerk friend of ours who was like, yeah, I was sorry. Why didn't you say Eric when they asked you who your favorite gay authors? I was going to leave him unidentified. Oh, no, I'm totally dragging Greg into this. Okay. Tommy Ann Elquist Gunther says, wow, good question. I listen to each podcast on the Sunday it comes out. I get my coffee brewed and sit at my desk after I find you in my Facebook list. I listen to y'all, and I either do crossword puzzles or do my old person coloring. <laughs> what is old person coloring? It's what you do. <laughs> it is what I do. Um, it's porn? No, it's old person coloring. No, okay. it's just not. She doesn't have a book of um, right, it's not Beanie cl- and Cecil. <laughs> Beanie and Cecil? <laughs> well, it was a coloring book from my childhood yeah, no, it's back not in like... the Victorian times when, <laughs> when you colored with the blood of small animals. Um <laughs> You had to kill a bird, and then the children could color. Right. It depended on which color the blood was, what part you could color. Um, no. Um, right. It's like mandala coloring books. Yeah. Intricate designs An for older. An adult version of Right. Yeah. Old person coloring. Okay. I admit I am not a murdering, murder mystery kind of person, but because it is you two, I listen closely. Well, that is a high compliment from Tommy Ann. Thank you. Uh, my week is not comfortable if I cannot have that hour or so with you. Thank you so much for all that you do for us. Thank you for that lovely comment, Tommy Ann. We are so moved. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. That is really cool. I love that. 
Uh, Marcy Durhammer says, I listen at my work, in my car, cooking, folding laundry, walking my teeny dog, basically anywhere. I save up episodes to binge out on so I could listen in spurts to my favorite podcast while I save episodes from others. That sounds delightful. A lot of people listen on the Sunday it comes out. And truth be told, we're on the West Coast, so we actually post the new episode late on Saturday night so that it's there for you on the East Coast when you wake up in the morning. Um, that's a little behind the scenes here at TDPS, a little nerding out over stuff nobody else cares about except for me and possibly Eric when he's listening. I'll never care about that. Trevor Schaefer says... I don't even know how we post these things. Trevor Schaefer says... Trevor Schaefer says... <laughs> Christopher dies, the show's over. <laughs> I won't know how to do it. <laughs> I mean, I could still record them, but I wouldn't know how to post them. <laughs> I, I have the keys to the kingdom. Christopher has all the power here. Uh, Trevor Schaefer says, I like to walk five miles three or four days a week. I listen to new episodes the Sunday they are released. There you go. Older episodes are reserved for days when I need Christopher and Eric to lighten my mood. What a lovely thing to say. And the best part is I walk in a large cemetery so the true crime episodes coordinate <laughs> perfectly with my surroundings. What a great place to go for a walk. What a good idea. There's yeah, I'll keep you walking. <laughs> what does that mean? You just, you know, you want to stay alive, stay healthy, surrounded now, by all I the don't dead know how people. Dangerous cemeteries, actually. No, I just are. mean it's the reminder, you know, like you're, you're, oh, yeah. your own mortality. Oh, I see. Yeah, these stay people, healthy. These people did not walk five miles a week, and so they died. <laughs> it's a horrible thing to say, and not true. <laughs> Some of them probably died in car accidents and of cancer. Anyway, okay. Dropped um, out of airplanes from really high <laughs> Suicide by police, you know, all kinds of things. Shark attack. Um, Stephanie Candy Graham. Lo Stephanie Lone Tuberville says, I started listening because I enjoyed the bathroom bookstore so much. Remember the bathroom bookstore, Eric Shaw Quinn? I remember. I was listening when I walked, but now I listen at lunch while I eat in my car. Being a teacher, I have a short lunch break, so it takes two to three days to get through one podcast. Oh, well, I'm glad we're providing maximum entertainment. I like Right, it's and it's broken just... into convenient bite-sized pieces for a short lunch break. Right. She you can, can listen to 15 minutes and then go back to school. Yeah, totally. Uh, Simon Ammer says, every Sunday after I knock off work, I listen to you guys while playing Xbox. Excellent. Wow, that's really... I'm not sure I could do that. Play Xbox? <laughs> no. <laughs> To be fair. <laughs> okay. I won't faint. Okay, don't faint, though. Don't faint. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. To be God, we're not drunk. We don't even drink. <laughs> stoned either. Oh my God! Yes, that's yeah. really fair. Uh, probably. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Oh, 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 oh. Okay, hanging on. Not gonna faint. Not gonna faint. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. It got me there, Christopher. Yeah, no, I I think that's a, a really good observation there, Christopher. Um, I meant yeah the ability to concentrate to focus. on those two things at the same time. But to be fair. I think we should video it just to see if you can play Xbox. At all. There was um Yeah, I think just yeah. a video that would be maybe we could knock 
Tweety Pie or whatever his name is out of the number one slot, we could film me yeah. attempting and failing to play <laughs> video games, and people would want to watch that on right, YouTube. Right, totally. Okay. Oh my God, right. that one really got me. You that really. Was, I'm was glad my you're still with 100th us. Hundredth episode laugh. Yes. Woo. Eric Creech says, "I live in rural Kentucky and have a 45 minute commute to and from work. I listen during my drive." It's comforting hearing about murder on a deserted mountain road. Is it? Oh, I don't know. I, I Keeps good. you driving. Good. Keeps yeah. you driving. Yeah, I would think it would be more comforting in the cemetery where you know that I'm the one who did. I'm not staying. Yeah, tonight. I ain't staying. I'm, I'm staying. just walking through. Yeah, dangerous. Yeah, deserted road. I'm not sure that murder, that would be where I'd want to talk about murder. But maybe Eric is a braver man than me. Maybe so. Angela Bardo, I listen while driving, she says. I travel a lot for work. It is nothing to put a thousand miles a week on my car. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Radio stations come and go. Sirius loses signal. My saved podcasts are always there to entertain. The only annoyance is when my GPS has the audacity to interrupt. God, I hate that. You want to know what I hate? Thank you, Angela. Um, we're glad we can keep you company on your drives. I don't hate Angela. We love Angela. Angela's fantastic. My computer, Angela keeps us honest. Where would we be today without Angela to tell us, where's the Wednesday question? No, that's What's Angelina. The... That's Angelina. You're confusing our party people. They're going to get upset, Eric. I thought that was Angelina. No, Angelina Farmer is the one who always reminds us if we if Shay Butters forgets about sorry, the Wednesday question. I thought question. that's who you said that was Angela from. Barton is who. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Angela. I Yeah. I guess I was I I'm still Angela dizzy. Angela Barto, excuse me. I'm still dizzy from that laugh about yeah. um, Xbox. I apologize. Still I thought trying you had to said Angelina catch your Farmer. breath. Um, we're going to send Angela Bardo a gift basket because we confused her with Angelina. And Angelina's going to have to get a gift well, basket. You're going to do it. Okay, we'll do it. Um I want my laptop computer to stop being connected to my phone because I want my novel in progress to stop being wiped off the screen while the computer lets me know that someone called Spam Risk is calling me. That's just, I'm going to put that out there in the universe. And what's going to happen is we're going to get a response from somebody saying, it's really easy to turn that off. Why haven't you done these two steps? And then it'll be fixed and it'll be fine and I won't have to be upset anymore. But you're going to be tetchy about somebody knowing about it and you didn't. Absolutely. Cindy Conforti, author of the Cindy Conforti Rule that says our True Crime TV Club episodes are often better and more enjoyable than the repetitive commercial-filled True Crime TV but she'll specials she'll never themselves. know because she just listens to us and never watches the shows. I usually try to listen on Sunday when I force myself to venture outside to sit by the pool for an hour of sunshine. I've been told that vitamin D is required for good health, so as much as I dislike the sun, I make myself do it. I know that it's crazy for someone who likes overcast skies and rain to live in Arizona, but I have 34 very good reasons for living here. Uh, immersing myself in the world of Christopher and Eric for that hour makes the time fly by, and I look forward to each broadcast. When you two go on hiatus, my health suffers. Oh, well, we must never go on hiatus again because we love you, Cindy Conforti. Um, the 34 reasons... You speak for yourself, Miss Mia. I love you, Cindy, but I don't know about never going on hiatus again. <laughs> I might have to have something else taken out yeah, at Cedar we sinai We might get you a sun lamp or something. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, no promises about the, uh, about the, whatchamacallit, I... I am like you. I love, like, I moved to London, and everybody in London said, oh, my God, you moved here from Los Angeles? And I was like, oh, I love the weather here. I moved here for the weather. And they were like, 
stunned. They didn't right. really have anything to say to that because nobody could believe. But yeah, I much prefer the weather in London to the weather in Los Angeles. Uh, Cindy's 34 reasons are, were family members that she has in Arizona. I was just going to yeah, ask that question. I didn't question. maximize those four replies down there on our sheets that we're using for the show. But yeah, she went into detail. I, I think like, it was What are the 34 family, reasons? Family yeah. in Arizona. That makes sense. Good for you. Carol Benini, Carol Beningi, Carol Benini, Carol of the last name that starts with B. I apologize for mangling it. She is a mail carrier, and she says, I listen all day to podcasts while I deliver mail, one earbud only, though. I walk my route, and it's like having a companion with me. Clearly, she's talking about me. I've been on the same route for over 20 years, so it's nice to have something else to think about while I trudge up and down the street. I like that. Right, so you can think about Christopher, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like it when people are thinking about me. Right? It's great. Eric. Yes, Christopher? Are you sick of doing promos for my new books yet? That depends. Are we at the beach? Yes, we're at Sapphire Cove, the fictional Southern California resort featured in my new gay romance series coming in 2022. This is alarming. When did we go outside? You were transported by the powerful prose of C. Travis Rice. That's my new pen name devoted to steamy and emotional tales of romance between men. Yeah, no, that's not it. I was about to eat a sandwich in the studio and now I'm being harassed by seagulls. Brandon, get rid of the seagulls, please. Oh, that's much better. Now I have to pee. First, pre-order your copy of Sapphire Sunset, the first installment in the Sapphire Cove series, which goes on sale March 1st, 2022, from Blue Box Press, when a new member of the resort security department falls hard for the nephew of the wealthy family that owns the place, sparks fly, and sexy scandal ensues at Sapphire Cove. Uh, yeah, could you pre-order that for me? I'm going to run to the little podcaster's room. Brandon! Come get this seagull! I can't help it if my writing sets the scene. I know what I'm going to set if someone doesn't come get this seagull. Where'd you get that sandwich? Sapphire Sunset, the first book in the Sapphire Cove series from C. Travis Rice. Now available for pre-order. Eric. Yes, Christopher? Have you been to my website lately? Why would I go to your website? You're sitting right here. Well, it's the place to find out all about my new books. Why would I go to your website for that? Again, you're sitting right here. All right. Well, for people who aren't right here, ChristopherRiceBooks.com is a great place to get information about my new releases. Which you'll give me copies of because I'm sitting right here. Yeah, maybe. But for those who aren't currently sitting in our studio on the Sunset Strip, check out my website, sign up for my mailing list, and check out all the posts on my blog where I talk smack about Eric Shaw Quinn. What smack? Shut up and read this new book I wrote. Fuck that and fuck ChristopherRiceBooks.com. This ad did not go as planned. This was an ad? We have another response from a party person in Kentucky. Another one? Jessica Tilliston. Two people in Kentucky listen to the show? Two whole our Kentucky listeners, all two That's of them. That's amazing. Jessica Dilliston, I live in rural Kentucky and listen on my way to and from work, running errands and driving to visit family. 
It's a little spooky when the fog rolls in off the creek along my way to work early in the morning. But then I remember I teach middle school and nothing can really scare me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's pretty good. What is middle school? (laughs) What is, I mean, what grades are middle school? I've forgotten. I think it's six and seven or five and six. It's sixth grade and something. Five through eighth grade. That's it. Five. Fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Well, that's much bigger than mine. Mine was six mm-hmm. and seven. What was junior high? I never had a junior high experience. They kind of stopped having junior high and had middle school instead. Yeah. Like they had elementary school and then they and they used to have junior high school. Junior high school used to be like seven and eight or seven and eight and nine, and then they just kind of stopped having it. Right. Totally. Like high school became freshman sophomore, junior, and senior year, that four-year stretch. And some high schools are only those sophomore, junior, and senior year. But mm-hmm. but junior high used to be seven and eight. Yeah. And they moved it down to, I don't know what the thinking was. Yeah. Like, it. do you learn better by virtue of who's in the building? Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not sure yeah. how those things would affect. But it was about breaking people up into specialized classes, I think, okay. is what happens in middle school, as opposed to just going to one teacher and sitting there all day. Right. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Totally. You start seeing a teacher that's just for English or just for science so you can have lab experiences or just for yeah, right. art experiences and whatever else experiences you're you yeah, going to have. I think you're really, by calling them experiences, you're giving them probably a lot more credit than they actually deserve. But yeah, classes, right. Exactly. Classes. Classes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Waking up in the morning is an experience. <laughs> jail life. <laughs> jail is certainly jail. an experience. How to live in jail. Andre Lavoisier, I listened to you both on Sunday morning with my coffee and my cat. When I read this, I was like, you can listen to podcasts on a cat if you get a certain kind of plug-in, a USB connection for your cat. Right? <laughs> um, but I love that image. You um, just plug his tail into the USB socket. If he's a good cat or she's a good cat. Samiko Salson says, I listen to them on my phone when I'm procrastinating and avoiding getting up and out of bed on a Sunday morning. That's fine. We support oh, that, I love Samiko. that. That's great. Wallowing in the bed with Christopher and Eric. I... Um, sometimes on a different day, I don't always listen to them when they first come out. Sometimes I will marathon a few of them in a row. What is this emoji? Oh, it's a bed emoji. <laughs> she included a bed emoji. All right. I think we're almost done with our 100th celebration party people responses. I think we only have two or three more. Amy Wallace, I listen when cooking or cleaning. Mark Wilson, I listen early Sunday mornings. Again, people listening right when the podcast becomes available. Right. That's really cool. I love that immediacy. I'm lazy and I... Although he doesn't say he's listening to the current podcast. He just says he's listening on Sunday morning. I think all of these people are probably like, not your podcast, but like my favorite murder, you know, like good podcasts. And then if I have time... <laughs> that I'll maybe listen to yours if my old parents old are one, around. Because my... I'm way behind because I can't listen to you very often because no, I just can't take these it. People do not live in L.A. This is how people in L.A. would talk to us about our podcast. This is how other people with podcasts would be. Oh, yeah, I haven't really caught up. How long have you been doing? Uh, yeah, murder. I'm not. I'm into origami right now. Okay. Um, Tammy Hay Mitchell. I save up episodes and listen to them while I crochet, usually on a Sunday. I don't think I've made it through a single episode and not laughed. She's talking about me. Y'all make a bad day week go away. You're pretty funny looking. And I thank you both. 
Thank you, Tammy. Hey, Mitchell. I'm sorry I was a jerk to Eric while I was reading your response, but um, that's kind of my brand. <laughs> and that, I think, concludes all of our wonderful party people responses oh, about I how they... You know, what? You think I skipped some? No. I think you skipped all kinds of You're them. You're so full of it. Let me see. What you just you? went all out of order, and I well, couldn't I didn't keep go out of order. I had to start with the ghost, because we needed to talk about Beth's podcast ghost. So that was actually not on the first page. So then I just sort of grabbed at pages. I tried to keep them. I went to Natalie first because we love Natalie. Did we do She's Carla Powers? Board, do Carla Not Powers. very exciting, but I usually listen as I do the dishes or fold the laundry. You make mundane tasks much more enjoyable. Thank you. I try to listen the day the podcast pops into my feed. Oh, Jesus. But sometimes it's <gasps> later in the week. No, we didn't do Carla. And guess who else we didn't do? Angelina, Angelina Farmer. Farmer. You would have been so much oh, trouble. Oh, I would have been in so much trouble. I've had too much tea and sugar. I'm sorry, Angelina. Do you want to read Angelina's just because you like showing people up? Angelina Farmer says, generally, I listen on Sunday nights before bed because we put her right to sleep. <laughs> That's me. She's there talking are some, about. Yeah, totally. There are some <laughs> occasions I have, because I'm much louder than you are. <laughs> there are some occasions I have listened in the car. But she keeps running into trees because she falls asleep. Because <laughs> we put her right to sleep. And gotten interesting titles on my stereo. Oh, right. As the whole title doesn't always fit. <laughs> this is the thing. I think Angelina may be the one who sent us the picture of her podcast display. Somebody did this. If it's not Angelina, I apologize for not giving you proper credit. The episode we did for Ramses the Damned popped up. Ramses the Dam. That's all you could get on your display screen. Ramses the Dam. Um, she goes on to say, if I am having a bad Sunday, I'll listen during the day as they always never fail, almost, they always never fail to make me feel better, even when talking about murder. Right? Because it's somebody else's murder. So yeah. well, I feel bad about that. Uh, well, you know, I don't know if I go right to that, Eric Shaw Quinn, but I think that, you know, we always, there is always the potential in those stories for heroic Gina action. Rodden oh, says, just not interested I in usually this listen on my way to work and <laughs> laugh and laugh. Thanks, y'all. Mm. Sorry, I had to take a tea break there. Yep. Marcy Durheimer. We Says did Mar I, Okay, we did. Your little game is over. We did Marcy. Oh, did we? we did, okay. And I think we might have even done Gina. Stephanie Lone Turbeville. I think we did. Yes. Ste okay. Stephanie. I'm not going to be quizzed. Let's see. I started listening because I enjoyed the bathroom bookstore. Yes. Yes. We did. And you said nothing about my bathroom bookstore at all. I actually named your bathroom bookstore. <laughs> you said go down there and play bookstore, and no, I turned it into a started, video concept. You started doing it, and I said. Um, no, I started putting the books in those stupid glass and shelves. I said it looked like you can go down there and bookstore. play bookstore. You said get a little shopping cart. I, I looked online. I was trying so hard can I, to find a little one, a little play school shopping cart. To send. Can I address an issue in our friendship? And I don't know if this is really about our hundredth episode or not, but I just need to put this right out there. I would like, if possible, for you to cancel the subscription that you gave me to Highlights Magazine. Oh, that's never going to happen. And I will tell this story one more time. Just because we were in a doctor's waiting room once, and I picked up one of those What Doesn't Belong Here puzzles on the back of Highlights and made a joke about how I was really good at he something as seven-year-old. He turned to me and said, I'm really good at these. <laughs> he did not make a joke out of it. He turned and 
<laughs> sincerely said to me as he was solving the puzzle. But the puzzle I'm is really for eight-year-olds. The, the puzzle is for eight-year-olds. It's like a picture. Okay, I got to explain it. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's like a picture of a subway station, and they'll say, what doesn't belong in the subway and station? there'll be a turd on the clock or, or something. Or an like. elephant seal on top of the subway car. Right. And I'll be like, the elephant seal doesn't Does not belong, belong there. on the top I of win the highlights. So- I you got me a fucking subscription, and that's been highlights ten years ago. And they call a lot. They call a lot. Yes, I've never given them your phone number. Uh, they call a lot. They oh. call call from Highlights Magazine. They're one of the few things Vocal uh, Caller ID can can um, you know pronounce correctly. It's that you and my mother. Highlights Magazine. Call from Anne Rice. Call from Eric Quinn. Call from Highlights Magazine. Well, that's on you. I have never given them I've your phone number. I've never given my. I've never communicated with Highlights Magazine. I couldn't give them my phone number if I tried. But they've gotten that phone number from somewhere, but not from me. Okay. Well, I think you know. I'm just going to say I just gave them your address because the, every year up for Christmas you get a new uh, gift subscription. <laughs> To Highlights Magazine. You know what? It's I've in been... my will. It'll go yeah. on after I'm dead. <laughs> I'm never going to stop sending you Highlights Magazine oh, no. because you saw... turned to me and said, saw... "It's only been ten years." It's only been ten years, but I just saw the scene in the movie where I can't. You've passed on, and I can't bring myself to cancel the subscription. And every time when Highlights arrives, I cry. Right? You see what a bitch you're being. And I remember now? what a bitch I've been about Highlights Magazine. <laughs> Because I'm remembering a funny moment from yeah, our, our totally. lives as friends. But it's really like remembering it every month. Like it's they're regular. The what do you menu. do with them? I throw them away. I recycle them, of course. But no, I, I flipped through the last one. You that don't arrived. play the puzzle? The puzzles got weird. <laughs> the puzzles the, got the weird. The recent puzzle was more like a Jackson Pollock. I was like, what are you going for? Everything was abstracted. Like it used to just be, it was a cartoon image, a busy cartoon right. image. Right. It was like, where's Waldo? Right. And that clown does not belong on the top of that car. You know, it was like right. that. But this was, I looked at the last one and I was like, what is this? Is this like a pattern recognition? Like, I don't know what's going on. They're probably trying to indoctrinate children. It's got something to do with well, Bill Gates. If they started fucking with the puzzle, we may have to let them go. But otherwise, yeah, I read. I tried to read some of the articles. They they're all illustrated, right? I'm like, can we get some photo spreads of actual accomplished children in here so we can feel better about kids in general? Like, let's. I don't know a child who invented something, or I don't know what, but it was more like dinosaurs. Do you know what they are? Here's ten pages in fifteen point font to tell you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I didn't. I wasn't really drawn in by the. No, I was the puzzles. Really, is the only reason I get. If they offered highlights puzzles magazine, you would get that instead. But right. they don't. So absolutely, I didn't think you probably worked the puzzles either. But I, it just dawned on me. I, I wonder if there's like a giant twelve foot tall stack of highlights <laughs> magazines in the corner of that storage room. They or... are not piling up next to my New Yorkers. There yeah. is a giant stack of New Yorkers because who has time to read the New Yorker every week? That's why you finally stopped subscribing to the New Yorker because it yeah. was like, I'm never going to read these and they just make me feel guilty. I know. They totally do. I went to look at an apartment once and the guy had New York, he had a whole bookshelf of New Yorkers. It was yeah. like they were just stacked to the ceiling. Yeah. Um, but every now and then I'll go through and I'll, I'll find, there are no interesting fun puzzles in the New Yorkers, but there are cartoons. Oh, the cartoons enjoyable. in the New Yorkers yeah. are the best that there are. So Eric Shaw Quinn, I just thought I'd put you on the spot here in the time that we had left. Um, have our dreams for this podcast been realized? <laughs> have well, your dreams for the podcast? It's so been... funny because, you know, like, 
and honestly, this particular version of the podcast, no, we didn't do what we originally set out no. to do because we were planning this as a, a production update for mm. our work on um, the Vampire Chronicles. And since we're no longer involved in that production on a day-to-day basis, um, mm-hmm. there are no updates for us to right. uh, to provide. We certainly have updates and we'll provide them as we have them, but we're involved in a different way now. And so... Um, so that didn't really happen. But what did happen um, was this, which I right. actually quite enjoy doing. Um, I, in fact, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed doing it until we had to do it remotely for a year. And I didn't mind doing that. It was, oh, I did. It was you know, it was yeah. all right. But, um, but this is really something I actually enjoy doing. We got together. That laugh I just had, that's mm-hmm. not that unusual. It's, we've had some pretty good laughs and... Uh, <clears throat> We have a good time putting it together, and I love the kind of community that's grown up around, starting with the Dinner Party Show, and now uh, do even more um, around this, because it it's like expanding your group of friends mm-hmm. in an unusual way, and the fact that people who listen have become friends with each other, completely independent of the of the podcast. I, I just think that's really great. The party people really have made... Mm-hmm. Um, the experience, something I didn't expect. Right. How about you? Are you realizing your dreams of the podcast? Well, you know, my dream of the podcast was, you know, there was obviously, yeah, there was that production update aspect to it, but I really wanted a, you know, the inspiration, the origin story, if you will, for this version was going down and seeing my favorite murder in live in San Diego with some friends of mine and seeing those two women just be themselves on stage for about an hour and a half. And the crime part of it was another level, you know, which is another conversation that we've had a bunch, you know, that, that sense of women taking ownership of, of a phenomenon that primarily affects them, which is murder stories and true crime. And that was fascinating, but just seeing them be comfortable and to converse on stage. And I thought, we should be doing something like that that's just our own thing. We should just be Christopher. It's why I came up with the name Christopher and Eric, because we did the dinner party show, and it was very production-heavy. It was it was fun, but it was a lot of labor, and it was live, and there was, was the stress ball. and tension, and we had interview subjects in the studio. But I wanted us, even if we were going to go on and do other things in addition, I wanted us to have a conversation that was just the two of us, because I think the thing that I sometimes get out of podcasts that I know is also very popular is being a witness and, and to some extent a participant in a conversation between two people that you think are interesting. Um, there's a lot of very not good versions of that in podcasting, you know, that, that I, I will try to listen to something and it's like, okay, there's not really, a, there doesn't seem to be a center here or whatever, or they don't, two people don't seem to be very close right. or whatever. And most of what I listen to is investigative and deep right. dive. They're and just whatever. telling you a story. Yeah. And I, I mean, a lot of podcasts just feel like reading, you know, and I, and I can be, Sometimes we're conscious of that on here. We don't just want to read our show notes to you. But that idea of the number of people who responded saying, I put you on in the background and it feels like I have company, you know, or I'm being I have a companion for what I'm doing. I really like that we've been able to achieve that for some people, because I think that really is what I saw up on the stage in San Diego, you know, and I and I think that, um, you know, I have had thoughts. It's like, should True Crime TV Club be its own podcast or is it whatever? And I, it seems like it's all part of the way that you and I relate to each other and talk to each other. 
and yeah, it may. In fact, we may have to add the um, the murder she wrote. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because podcast because it's the stuff we talk about. That was what started True Crime TV Club. Was right. you and I were watching true crime stuff and talking to each other about it anyway. Dateline yeah. and then a lot of other stuff as well, and. We had that conversation with our friend Debbie where she was listing off all of those shows, Wives with Knives. Oh, yeah, Joe uh, Kendra. We've never done Joe Kendra. He's a big deal. Lots of, there were a lot of fun, um, different true crime uh, TV shows. And so we were really getting into that and enjoying that. And it just occurred to me, wouldn't it be neat to do that like a book club? Yeah, absolutely. And I pitched it to you and you were like oh yeah we are so in a friend of ours loved it so much (laughs) that he wanted to be part of the show and then got kind of got mad at us because we were like well no (laughs) it's our show (laughs) we're not we don't have any open slots yet come up with the show and ask us to be on it right totally we'll be special guest stars like on the love boat Right or, or regulars, if you want, but like, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but it was it was really a fun idea. Is the point? I didn't mean to trash our friend. He's a great guy, but um, but it it you know it's something that mm-hmm. um we loved anyway, and so it's about sharing something we love with the people who listen to the show, and and I'm I love the way that people have responded to it. I love that people who would not otherwise be interested in or listening mm-hmm. to or participating in the true crime craze that has right. swept our incredibly crime-riddled culture yeah. um, uh, enjoy it because they in, because we're telling them the story rather than them having to sit and watch I, anything it. Anything that you're going to hear about is filtered through us and through our perspective, and that's either a reason that to, to listen or a reason you wouldn't want to listen. that we love it. Yeah, and I think there are some things that are about the true crime craze that are a problem, which I think we sometimes talk about and address on this show. There are some things, you know, like... I think missing white woman syndrome is a problem. And we saw it recently with that story of Gabrielle, I'm going to mispronounce her name. You know, there are a lot of people of color who have gone missing in similar circumstances. Like, as we also talked about with that story, there was video that was very inciting that the media could run over and over. But still. But there are things like that. You know, there can be a rush to judgment around certain cases. There can be uh, head washing, as we've talked about. I like that we have a space here to talk about all of that. Um I don't ever want to raise pitchforks and go after people necessarily, but I no. think some things need to be analyzed and discussed. But it's a, it's an honest reaction to the coverage because sometimes yeah. it can be like, huh, that I still want to go back and watch that show and see if and do the back. I want to find the a non whatever that show was version of the crime that we did do from that same show that did the yeah the doctor. The I want to see yeah. if they. If they, you know, but that's look, that's the important deceptive version of that, too. And that's an important note to make. What we talk about in these episodes is the hour of television that we have watched. We're not giving a definitive account of the case. No, we are reviewing what we have been presented with by this one individual special. Right. You know, that's why it's true crime TV club. True crime TV club. Absolutely. The 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 sweeping exception to that is the murder of William Arnold Newton, Billy Newton, which we have yeah. talked about repeatedly. Uh, which we're always seeking and information about. And that even about. grew out of us watching uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, yeah. which was true crime TV. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm very happy with it. I mean, obviously, uh, we would love to stuff it full of ads for napkins that will count your calories, because that's maybe one I of our more I want napkins pop- <laughs> that will count my calories. I think that sounds 
initially amazing and then probably really just annoying. Just a nightmare, but... a napkin that will never shut up. I mean, come on, no. Well, unless you stop eating. Yeah. Or using the napkin. I'm not going to stop eating because of some talking napkin. Well, you could just leave the napkin in the dining room. What do you think this is, Xbox? <gasps> oh, anyway. <laughs> I really do think we're on to something with the, um, we, the video channel where I try and fail to play video games. And yeah. We'll see if people watch that. I wouldn't mind. We did have a flirtation with YouTube, and I wouldn't mind... I, we got to get doing some, more YouTube, yeah. but YouTube is a completely different. Like I really think three to five minutes is as much as you can ask from somebody on YouTube. Yeah. But we need to put some cameras back in here and just do three to five minute clips again. We can, we've got the space now cause we don't have any of those fucking guests in here taking up a whole chair. You stop being mean <laughs> to our guests. I loved our guests. I love our guests too. I'm just being, they a were really fun, but yeah, you, that, we could do that, but also doing our, our own little featurettes yeah. of, of different things. But it's not the same as it's this. Not, I, no. You can listen a lot longer than you can watch. Yeah. You know, like I like you're better at like sticking with YouTube than I am. I can watch a little bit of YouTube, and like by the time I've gotten up to about oh, I'm going to say twenty minutes, like I'm done. YouTube is about very specific obsessions. Like just going on YouTube to enjoy myself. It's very like I went through a period where. I didn't know anything about the Columbia River Gorge, and I became obsessed with it. And I just kept watching. It's about for me going places in my mind, which during the pandemic was especially important. And oh, so bad. I became location obsessed. But the idea of just going on and watching a bunch of funny YouTube videos is not—that's not my thing either. I'm not on TikTok. I can't do that. Everybody's on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Well, we're a little old for TikTok. We're a little TikTok. old. There's that meme that's. It's, I'm a lot old. You're a little old for TikTok. I'm. Completely like not in the time. There's a meme that's from that movie Never Been Kissed where Drew Barrymore goes back to high school and she wears this outfit that she thinks will be trendy and it's very like early 90s, like a fur, and she looks completely out of place and she's sitting in a classroom and the caption on it is me trying to hang with all the kids on TikTok. Right. That's how I feel every time TikTok comes up. Yeah. It's really, it's one of those things. And I, you know, I just, it's like, um, vines uh, <laughs> like i'm waiting to see how long before that explodes right yeah like maybe it'll last longer but i don't see how well i gotta tell you vines never did anything for the publishing industry like what tiktok has done book talk is a phenomenon these tiktokers and tiktok yeah. has also done the same thing for the music industry yeah. and so i think that kind of commercial application will keep them alive longer than vines survived but yeah I just wonder how much interest it can really... Because eventually they'll be 30 years old. Yeah, totally. And then it'll be an old thing and who'll be watching it. Well, I think the next social media frontier is just things that can be projected directly into your mind and control your behavior. Because why go through all the sort of you know intermediary... If, if we could do things that would control people's behavior, I, I have to say I wouldn't really mind that. Yeah, not having on. my behavior control. No, of course not, Eric Jacquin. other people's behavior because they really irritate me. All right. Well, happy 100th birthday. Happy 100th anniversary, anniversary. or 100th episode. It's not 100th anniversary. <laughs> 
<laughs> Happy 100 years. We've been years. doing the show for 100 uh, years. Listening happy, to your ass. Happy 100th episode, Christopher. Absolutely. And we will be back with 101 next week. And then after that, it'll be 102 and then 103. And this the is from numbers. the people who wrote the lyrics to that song, Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> right, Saturday. And the day after yeah. that is Monday. <laughs> and it's like, what? That's a lyric? Really? Wow. <laughs> And I love that song, but Jesus. Yeah, you play it every Friday. All right. I do. I play it every Friday. Well, until then and forever after, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to TDPS Presents Christopher. And Eric. Thanks. This is TDPS.